everybody, welcome back to another episode of Gamblers Anonymous with myself, Justin Treese, and Dan Kiefer. We are finally back together after a few, what, two weeks? Two episodes without each other here. So back at it, just in time for bowl season. And we were just talking before we started recording. Super excited. A lot of great games this week. The way we're going to do it before I let Dan jump in here, we're obviously going to have some NFL games. And then for the bowl games, we're going to talk about just bowl games that are happening basically from starting on Friday when they start. I believe they start on the 17th to the 21st. Anything after that, so so the 22nd on, will be next week's episode. Because what we're trying to do here is obviously make some parlays for this weekend to try to win some money. And let me talk to you about winning some money, because once again, we go four and one in our parlay. That makes it five weeks in a row we go four and one in a five-game parlay. Um, I'm starting to think we're a little cursed. I tell you, man. Yeah. Great to be back. Uh, we had Barnes on. That was nice. So you and I could have somebody on to make fun of her beaten uh, instead of just each other. And then obviously you go on solo last week, which I appreciate. I uh, had some work things pop up. But uh, yeah, hey, it's finally bowl season, man. Finally. And I could not be more thankful because I am still routinely getting my balls kicked in on the NFL Sundays. And I just need the college slate. College has been good to me. We're going to ride college. And as I say that, I have four college games and six NFL games because uh, the way things are shaking out, you're starting to pull away from me. You've opened up that gap. We're both still well over 500, but uh, you're pulling away from me, Trees. And I got I to gotta get a little aggressive here. You do have to get aggressive. I mean, it all started with last week, though. I went eight and two in my 10 games last week. That kind of separated it. You went five and five and four. You actually had one less than me last week. Um, so actually one to one, I think you actually went six and four. And I think I just forgot to update that. But anyways, I pulled away a couple games from you there, but I like your picks. Um, I was also thinking when I was making mine, I'm like, this is the week. I was like, this is it. I'm feeling really good about these. So let's just, let's just start in. Um, I'll start us off. We're going to go with, um, I'm going to start off with an over because why not? That's all we do here is we just bet some over. So I'm going to take the over. 50 and a half with the Toledo middle Tennessee state game. Um, it, I believe that's actually the first bowl game there is. Um, it's Friday at 10 a.m. I'm just starting bowl season off right. Let's just go with the over. College football wants it to be the over. Like start it off right. Um, Toledo's putting up massive points lately. And so is middle Tennessee state. But Toledo has put up 49, 35, 49, 49, 34 in their last like six games. I mean, like just like that, all of a sudden middle Tennessee only has to put up like 17 points if you're just doing it that way. So I think this is an easy, easy over for me. Yeah. I love it. And uh, like you said, that is the first bowl game uh, 11 o'clock for me. So Friday will be the inaugural day that when my wife comes home uh, while I'm on Christmas break, she lets out a giant sigh because magically there's two TVs in the living room now, uh, one for bowl season and one for whatever else I got to do. But uh, yeah, I like that pick quite a bit. Uh, both teams hot. And uh, I told you before the um, pod started that these are kind of my favorite bowl games is you know, New Year's six is great. And the college football playoff is awesome. But I love these middle to low tier uh, bowl games. Every year, the Duke Mayo Bowl is played on my birthday, which is just fantastic top tier Twitter account, by the way. Uh, so we'll be getting to that in a couple of weeks, but uh, I'm also going with an over for my first game and I'm taking Fresno state and UTEP to go over 51 and a half is what it's currently at. Couple little notes 
for you. Uh, five out of 11 games for UTEP have gone over 51 this season. The combined total for these two teams is uh, point-wise is 58-8, which is eight points over the over-under, which I thought was absolutely crazy. And uh, finally, you know, this is going to be a high-scoring game. Look at these two offenses ranking in the upper side. Weather's supposed to be good. So, yeah, I think this will be a really fun start uh, to our bowl season weekend, and I'm taking Fresno State and UTEP in the over. Also, these are like two of my kids, so I just couldn't pick against them uh, spread-wise, so just give me the over. So just give you the over. Yeah, that's that's how it needs to be done. Um, I, I mentioned to the you before we started recording, I totally missed this game because it was on the Friday or on the Saturday or Friday slate. So I just totally missed it, but I love it. Um, my next one going another over and it is a high number, 67 and a half, but it is Western Kentucky at App State. Um, Western Kentucky is going to be putting 45 points up. They're just going to. So I just need... App State put up a solid 24. We're going to be good to go here. So uh, this is probably, I would say, in my opinion, my riskiest pick of all of them. But, I mean, Western Kentucky can just put up points with the best of them. App State is a very solid team that can also put up a solid amount of points. They have multiple games over 45 this this year. So I could... It's one of those games because App State's defense can step up here and there. So, like, I could also see this being, like, the crazy, like, only, like, 35 points. But I also could see this easily being, like, 80, 85 points in this game. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, Western Kentucky, love them. With a Zappia quarterback, you know they're going to put up points. They're just going to throw the ball all over the field. Uh, I think this might be the high over-under of uh, the one-week slate we're playing with right here. Uh, so that's always exciting to get a little skin in. Uh, I'm actually going to stay away from the overs for just a second. And uh, I'm going straight spread on my next pick. I'm taking Coastal by 10 and a half against NIU. And a majority of this bet is made on one very fun stat. Therese, do you know the record of NIU against the spread in their last six bowl games? I'm going to say they're 0-6. They are, in fact, 0-6. <laughs> uh, I feel like NIU is like the really fun, heartfelt story. We remember uh, Lynch a couple of years ago and he was a Heisman candidate, and they get a lot of public access for that. And Coastal the last couple of years has just been super solid. These are two really good offenses. Uh, Coastal averaging 500 yards a game, which is always exciting. And uh, NIU at 426. So you know they can move the ball. The thing is on defense, NIU is allowing 32.7 points per game, which is in fact a lot. That ranks 235th in the nation. If you're following along at home, that's in fact not good. Meanwhile, Coastal is only giving up 20 a game. So all of a sudden that you know, that 10 and a half spread looks a lot better. I'm staying away from the over under because I think it's going to flirt right with it. I think it's going to be really close to that 63, 64 mark. So instead, give me the points. Give me Coastal to cover. I like me some Grayson McCall. He's so he's so fun to watch. So I'm with you on that one. All right. I'm going to go to hometown area here. I'm 0-1 picking, you know, on them on this show. And I'm going to take BYU, though. Minus seven against UAB at, you know, BYU early in the year undefeated. They were beating all these PAC 12 teams. You know, there are signs saying we want Bama, blah, 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 blah. No, they did one, <laughs> no, one, no, the fuck you don't Two didn't specify what Bama team. So one, know what you got, what you asked for. And we'll just give you UAB. So 
you do get an Alabama team. Congratulations, BYU. But my opinion is BYU is going to be pissed, right? So the top 12 teams all have amazing bowls. Like they all are going to awesome bowl games. And then you have 13, team 13, which is BYU, going to the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. Like what the fuck is that, right? Like they have to feel so disrespected. Um, it's it's getting crazy over here, Dan. Let me tell you. So here in Utah, BYU fans legit have made signs for cars, like stickers on cars, calling themselves Pac-12 champions because they went undefeated Pac-12 teams this year. This is a real thing. Oh my. God. They they are so they have such bad little brother syndrome that it's unbelievable. And they're like they're so excited thinking Utah's just gonna get blown out against Ohio State and they're gonna win their bowl game and like they'll just have that on there. I'm just like, guys, just stop. Like you guys beat us. Congratulations. You guys outplayed us in every way. We didn't have Cam Rising at quarterback. If we did, I think it would be totally different. But like you beat us, great you guys still like, you're still 10 and two. Like it's like still 10 and two with that record. Yes. You went undefeated against pack 12, but you played five, five teams, like whatever. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's bad over here. Like this whole Utah versus BYU thing has always been bad. This year's even worse just because they beat us. So, yeah. And uh, you know, when the first, when UCF did the little brother syndrome and declared themselves national champions, I think we all thought it was cute. Like, hey, you know, that's fun. Whatever. Okay, sure. But now every other team that does it, it's not as cute. You know, it's yeah. it's like when a little kid the first time gives you the telephone. And like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. And then, like, when the 13th kid does it, it's like, okay, please just shut the hell up. Exactly. Like, I, I'm sorry. Be what, j- just shut up, okay? If you if you want to be Pac-12 champs, go join the Pac-12. People yeah. are joining conferences every week. Just, just yeah. do it then. I mean – We'll see. I mean, congratulations. You're in the big 12 now, I guess. So congrats. But now you don't have Oklahoma or Texas in there. So it's like that. It's the, that's a shitty. Yeah. It's a little 12. It's a shitty big 12 conference. So anyways, with all that being said, I think BYU is going to play the disrespect card that they didn't get into an awesome bowl. Like the top 12 teams did. Um, So give me BYU at minus seven. Love it. Uh, all right. So here, if everybody, if you know what games we're talking about, you know what, you know, the week worth of bowl games, you know, this one was coming. It's going to be a double dip. I'm on the spread. Treese is on the over under UTSA. Our road runners are favored by two and a half against San Diego state. And I'm taking the road runners meet meet. Let's go. San Diego state allows 320 yards per game. UTSA has gone over that every single game this season. They're 12 and one. They're averaging 442 yards per game. Our boys are nine and four against the spread, and I will not stop riding them. I'm taking that 12th ranked offense in the entire nation, and we're going to roll. I understand that Fresno is ranked. I think it's a False ranking, in my opinion, it should be. I'm sorry, uh, San Diego State. I know that they're ranked, but I UTSA should still be ranked. I like sincere McCormick, he's going to get the ground game going, and uh, yeah, we're going to cover two and a half on this one, and we're going to get some dubs. Yes, I almost took it, but I had to just take the, the over because it was too juicy. It's actually already risen a half a point, so it's all the way up to 50 now. Um, it was 49 and a half earlier today when I was looking at this, but I'll still take it either way. 
50 points for UTSA versus San Diego State, UTSA is putting up 42 minimum. They might get it like, by themselves. They might get it by themselves. I thought this was a shockingly low number. Um, give me the over 50 all day, every day. I don't honestly, I don't care if this number gets up to 55. I'm still Sweet. crushing, still crushing the over. Uh, depending next week, if we record earlier or late, we might be recording during that game. Even better. <laughs> like even better, to be honest. <laughs> so next week, tune in to watch us lose our shit during the pod. Cool. Uh, next one. Awesome. Double double dipping. Oh, I mean, this is just straight up the same here. Yeah, Louisiana we we tied on this one. I yeah. couldn't not take it. Couldn't not, right? Louisiana Lafayette minus five versus Marshall. Like I'm shocked that this number is low. Like when I saw this game and I hadn't looked at the spread yet. In my head, I was like, okay, this is probably t- nine and a half to 10. I was like, that's probably my guess. I saw it as five and I was like, smash. Like, right. And I think a lot of people are still- probably, you know, they're probably, you know, if the public money's on Marshall, it's because Billy Napier left, but they promoted from within, which yes. always helps. You know, like th- there's no turmoil. You have the same guys in the building, they're clearly bought in after how the conference championship went. So yeah, I, we're just going to keep rolling. Louisiana Lafayette by five seems pretty simple. And I kind of do like Grant Wells, the Marshall quarterback, but uh, yeah, no, not, uh, not in this one. Yeah. So yeah. And there were like, given he's not now, but there were rumors that Napier was going to actually still coach this bowl game. Um, he's That's not weird. anymore. It's yeah, so weird though. Like you can't do it, but like, uh, like at the start, I was like, hmm, interesting. Not that doesn't, ha- I mean, it happens from time to time, but like I, not when somebody goes to like a big school, like Florida, like that's not when it happens. Yeah, exactly. So anyways, uh, all right. tell you what, switching to NFL things. I just double checked because I am waiting for the Adam Schefter tweet of what players are actually going to play this weekend. Seriously, the, man, the NFL is an absolute minefield. And of course, you know, hey, we're a big fantasy podcast. We get it. It is crazy out there right now. Absolutely crazy. So this is dropping on Wednesday. I hope you got your waiver claims in and you got the, you know, the security blankets you need because it's nuts. Uh, First bet, I'm sticking Thursday night. It's a Chiefs Chargers. We don't know if Austin Eckler is going to play yet. Uh, He's got an ankle injury. They said he could have played Sunday. Did you, I don't know if you saw them tape it. Uh, Yeah. My God, he he couldn't have walked on that if it, it, my God, I man, know. they had 15 rolls of tape. I know. Even if I, he does play. I have him. I have him in fantasy. fantasy. Sorry for cutting you off there. But I have a buyer this week. Oh, and so I'm like, perfect. I'm like, one to what, Eckler? Play. Don't play. Just take, <laughs> give an extra like eight days of rest. One to what? With all the COVID stuff, you might as well just stay home for the next like eight to 10 days. So like, don't even worry about it. Don't come to the facility. Uh, yeah. Hey, I, I am playing the Eckler owner this week. Uh, he is out of fab. I have like $20 left. So I put a $2 bid on Justin Jackson just to Good be that call. guy. Uh, so uh, yeah, it, hey, either way, back to it. I'm going to take the Chiefs by three in this one. I know they're on the road, but Kansas City's getting hot. They're starting to look better. I'm staying away from the over-under because I think the Chargers are actually going to play cover two like a smart team would and force Kansas City to do a little more dink and duck and not take the deep shots like, Oak, like uh, the Raiders just can't figure out how to do, but uh, either way, Kansas city's getting hot. They've won six straight. 
I like it to keep rolling. Uh, this is about the time of year where we start to see playoff teams really come into form. Uh, Kansas City's getting healthy. Defense is playing better. So, yeah, I like the Chiefs by three to keep it rolling here. I love this game from just a fan standpoint. I had to stay away from betting because uh, Slater, the left tackle for the Chargers on the COVID list, Chris Jones for the Chiefs on the COVID list. I'm just like, it It just seems like a mess. Oh, it's crazy you know? out here. And it's Thursday night. Anything can happen Thursday, on Thursday night. Anything can happen. What, Keenan Allen, I think they just said that he is back now. I think I they saw expect him back. Okay. The last I heard. So, so there's that. You have the Eckler thing that you already brought up. I, I just like, I just can't. I'm I can't bet. I, it's so hard. So um, I'm going to take another over. Surprise, surprise here. Um, I'm going to take the over 44 and a half with the Cowboys and Giants. Um, I understand that the Giants are a bit of a mess right now, but I also have faith that they can put up 17 points. Like I just have faith in that. And the Cowboys offense, I think, is going to start to re- really start to roll. Um, I think that with the injury to Tony Pollard and even Zeke, they might just be like, well, know what? Let's get Prescott rolling again. Like he's been struggling. Let's get into a pass happy offense this week just to get him back into the groove. And let's not forget last time these guys played what a month ago, like Cowboys just kicked the shit out of them and put up over 45 themselves. So um, give me the over 44 and a half on the Dallas Cowboys, New York Giants game. Yeah, like that. And uh, I don't can't remember if you mentioned it, but uh, Tony Pollard's expected to be back. Yes. So uh, that, that, that'd be huge. Uh, I'm going to ride the hottest team in the NFL, and that is the Miami Dolphins hosting the New York Jets. Uh, Miami coming off the bye. Listen, I understand that 13 different running backs on Miami's roster have COVID right now. Here's the thing. It doesn't matter because they don't have a single running back that can – they don't have a run game anyway. Everything's been RPO without a run game. So if they can get anyone that can fall forward for two yards, that's an improvement. So maybe it's Jared Dokes. Maybe it's Philip Lindsay. Maybe it's Lamar Miller making his triumphant comeback to South Beach. It doesn't matter. Okay, Tua's playing great. Jalen Waddell is making a sneaky run at Offensive Rookie of the Year, looking at you, Mac Jones. And more importantly, on the other side, The Jets are starting Zach Wilson, who has struggled mightily this year. His worst two games were against New England. Guess what coaching tree Brian Flores came from? Brian Flores owns rookie quarterbacks. Last time these two teams played, they actually kept Zach Wilson out and started Joe Flacco because they thought that he would be able to identify the defenses better in the blitz packages. I expect a lot of heat early in this Miami game. Get Wilson uncomfortable. And I just don't think the Jets can keep up. So I'm taking Miami. It's a big spread for a Miami team that doesn't get a lot of credit offensively at eight and a half. But either way, at home in the heat, going from 25, 30 degree New York down to 75, 80 degree Miami, wear them out. I'm sure the Jets will be wearing their home uniforms. Miami likes to wear white when North teams come south to wear them out for that big fourth quarter advantage. So, yeah, love Miami in this one. I'm going to do something crazy this weekend during this game. I'm going to go Ooh. and make a bet of a three-thing parlay for just this game. I'll take Miami at minus eight and a half. I'm okay. going to add Miami defense anytime touchdown and Miami Ooh. defense safety. I'm going to do all three. Ooh. Uh, I'm going to- if I had to bet on the defensive touchdown, I would – and my, anybody who's watched Miami knows this, it's probably going to be Andrew Van Ginkle that scores the touchdown because that dude makes two plays every game. 
Yeah. Last no, year he was on sure. fire. So yeah. yeah, I hey, I wouldn't gonna, doubt it. I'm just gonna go put five dollars on it. Dude, that payout with a safety and a defensive it's touchdown huge. is gonna uh, be huge. The only thing that worries me is Javon Holland got added to the list, but he is vaccinated. So it's okay, a it's a two good. negative. Uh so it's gonna be an interesting week for the Dolphins. Uh, you know. This is one of those that maybe you do want to wait till later in the week, watch the public money. And as soon as you get some news, either way, slam aside. But uh, for right now on a Tuesday, I'm liking eight and a half. I'm liking the dolphins. I love it. All right. My next one. Um, I need to start off with saying you need to stop on Twitter. That's what I'm going to start off with is <laughs> you need to stop. Like, no, the, I won't. The, the amount of shit I get onto Twitter and it's a guaranteed some sort of gamekeeper, just Jaguar slander. And like, it's all not well no. deserved. I do not Urban slander Meyer. the Jaguars. Urban Meyer. I Meyer. very specifically <laughs> slander Urban Meyer. And I will not stop because that dude made my life hell when he was at Ohio State. That's fair. That's fair. I'm just like, I get it. Like, my team's a fucking joke. They suck. The head coach doesn't know what he's doing. I'm even more mad at the owner at this point than I am even Urban Meyer that, like, you just, like, don't have the balls just to cut your losses right now. And, like, there's genuine concern that he's going to bring Urban Meyer back for another year. Like, genuine concern there, which makes me super scared. Um, But with all that being said, the over-under of the Jaguars – Houston Texans game is 39 points. Um, both teams are really bad. I'm just hoping that both <laughs> of the off, both of the defenses are so bad that the offenses actually get something going. And I'm just going to take the over 39 because it's an NFL game. And I just hope that somehow they find a way to get 40 points. Yeah. Hey, uh, Davis Mills didn't look terrible last week. He didn't. He really did. Um, so yeah, I, it, yeah. It's that's going to be an ugly football game. I'll just it's like so bad. I think Sunday, so when I'm, Sunday when I'm watching red zone, I, I don't know how much of that they're going to show. You know, sometimes three, they just skip three over games. teams anyway. Three, like, three plays just, max. Three just plays max. Show that. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Wow. That's a good old AFC South power matchup there. Uh, I'm, next game. I'm going to hop back on the over train. I'm taking the over at 41 and a half for Tennessee Pittsburgh. Very quietly, specifically in the fourth quarter, Big Ben has got hot. And if you're going to move the ball against Tennessee, usually it's through the air. The run defense is pretty good. Pittsburgh had probably the worst defense I've ever seen play in the first half against Minnesota last week. Uh, So I think this is really going to be gross, but I think Julio gets it going, which scares the hell out of me. But either way, I think 41 and a half, both teams score 21, I win. And I think that's completely doable. Deontay Johnson, Najee Harris is going to fall into a touchdown at some point. Uh, I think this is a a very safe over-under to hit in the low 40s between Tennessee and Pittsburgh. Uh, Weather, by the way, it's supposed to rain in Pittsburgh Thursday, Friday, chance on Saturday, sunny and 34 on Sunday for football. So it should be beautiful weather. so, yeah, this actually is an over that might dip a little bit come Thursday, Friday because of the weather. So then you might be able to backdoor and get it at like 39 and a half or 40. Uh, either way, I like it at 41 and a half. That's what we're going to roll with here. I actually like it as well. Um, I don't like your Julio Jones pick. I mean, he looks so bad even against he the He only Jacks played like 40% week. of snaps. Yeah, I mean, he, they're, they're he, very clearly easing him back in. It is an end of an era with Julio Jones and – 
I don't want to be hot takey, but like even DeAndre Hopkins looks that was not good last night. He looks Uh, different when you're not getting 40% of the offense, you, uh, you don't look as good apparently. Yeah. Yeah. That's also true. But like he, he's looked he's looked rough this season, uh, which is unfortunate. I'm such a huge nuke fan. Like I think he's awesome. Um, given he, it does sound like he has a, a leg injury and that might've slowed him down a little bit yesterday, but like, he just didn't look like his old self yesterday. Um, so, um, but I do like that 41 and a half. Um, I'm actually going to go with two underdogs at this point. So I'll start off with Cincinnati plus two at Denver. I think Cincinnati knows that they have to win. Like if they, if they're making the playoffs, they have to win this game. Um, it's plain and simple, easy. Um, it is going to be intense watching like Jamar chase versus, you know, that defensive backfield of the Broncos. Like they just have so many, so many talented guys, right? Sertan, they have Simmons. They got all sorts of guys there. Um, Joe Mixon. Dude's a stud. Like he is so freaking good. Um, mm-hmm. Joe Burrow's a stud. Um, and I just don't see the Broncos being able to do much. Uh, Cincinnati very good against the run. Um, Broncos are going to be trying to run. You know, Javante Williams obviously starting to come out. But like even even though he had an amazing two weeks ago against the Chiefs, they still did great last week, right? Fantasy wise, had two touchdowns and stuff. But like he's still one B in that offense. Like this is just yeah, it's crazy. School, they they old love, school coaching, and, like, and it's not like I don't say this to say like Melvin Gordon's played bad because he's played very good. He, he actually uh, has. You know, he's he's gonna have probably more suitors this offseason than he did when he signed with the Broncos. Totally. Um, so yeah, I, it's it's kind of a you know normally during the season this is where you start to see that rookie running back take over and. Denver is very much, like you said, old coaching. We're sticking with that 60-40, 50-50 split, and you're just going to like it. Yeah, totally. It's weird. It is weird, but one to what? It makes my bet easier. So that is why I'm taking Cincy at plus two. Yeah. Hey, uh, another team who had their heart broken on uh, Sunday and didn't break my heart at all was the Buffalo Bills, and I'm taking them and the Carolina Panthers to hit the under – at 43 and a half. So this is our only under pick of the entire week. And I'm taking it. These are two very good defenses, in my opinion. Still, I like Buffalo's defense. I really like Carolina's defense. If they could just get their offense to help them out a little bit. Uh, we don't know. I'm guessing it'll probably be Cam Newton, a quarterback this weekend, or P.J. Walker. The better chances actually are probably that both of them play. Uh, and I think they're just going to have to go back to running the ball. Like, you know, obviously McCaffrey's not playing, but between Chuba Hubbard, Amir Abdullah, I think, Cam Newton just come to run the ball, kill the clock. And on the Buffalo side, yeah, I think they're probably going to get up early, probably 21 in the first half, and then just coast because they're going to be able to. If I'm Buffalo in this game, this is a great game to try to find some sort of a running game because you can't go another NFL game with getting zero rushing attempts to a running back. We just can't do that. That's not how you win in December, January. So I like this as a Buffalo, maybe a little bit of an experimental game. And uh, 10 and a half is too much for me on a spread, but I do like the under here at 43 and a half. Yeah, I like it as well. Um, I would say smash the under now because with Josh Allen in with his foot injury, if it yep. ends up getting announced that he's not playing, that, un- that under is going to drop dramatically. So you want that higher number right now to give you that, that extra leeway. But yeah, so smash that if you can. Um, all right. My next one is I'm actually going to take the Falcons at plus nine and a half against the 49ers, uh, 49ers by far the better team, but I wanted, they don't, I wanted this. They don't play that, that well at home recently. And 
nine and a half is just huge. Like the, the Niners are just not winning games by double digits, like very often, right? Like they're just not. And give me the Falcons. The Falcons always play the Niners tough. There's just something about the Falcons. I don't know if it's like Shanahan against his former team or what it is, but I remember a couple of years ago, like the Falcons came in when the Niners were a very good team and the Falcons went in and won off of Julio Jones last second walk-off touchdown. Um, I just think nine and a half is just too much. I think that this is a good bet to put in um, if you're if people are doing parlays because it's such a big underdog, your odds are going to go up with this. So um, that's another reason why I kind of like this to, to add your odds up on that as well. Yeah, this is what I really wanted. Uh, this was a dog pick. I absolutely loved looking at it. And then I saw you had it. And I was like, oh, well, I guess, well, I don't want to match with them too much here. Uh, really love that pick though, especially they were able to rest Cordero Patterson last weekend during the second half, which I think is huge. They were actually finally getting Mike Davis to do something resembling productive football, uh, which is nice. Uh, but yeah, overall, I think Atlanta is playing, you know, sneakily pretty good football right now. Uh, they're not getting any national attention, obviously, because of their record, but uh, they're looking pretty good here as we you know enter that fourth quarter of the season. Final game, folks. And after two. We we skipped the first the very top one because we I know and the, oh, oh oh I have another have game more. I have another yeah. game okay we'll just table that I have a game and then we have our last game uh, make this quick I got Browns favored by three against the Raiders the Raiders are broken uh, Darren Waller did not practice again today this is Tuesday and I'm sorry I love him as much as the next person that gets his, their taxes done by him but Hunter Renfro cannot be the whole center of your offense you know 12 for 110 and 2 is great but he's not Darren Waller uh fantasy PPR you want to play me your DFS lineup totally get it I love him for that but they're not running the ball Kenyon Drake's hurt Josh Jacobs is not playing well. This is just a broken team. Uh, unfortunately, it took a little while, but I think everything Gruden-wise has finally caught up, and they're very clearly falling behind the AFC. Meanwhile, Cleveland has started that climb in a very competitive AFC North. Big win last weekend. I look for that to keep climbing upwards, and I would not be surprised to see another huge Miles Garrett game. Yeah, I agree with that. Um Man, if Cincinnati falls out and Cleveland jumps in, that would be that would have me pr- successfully projecting the all seven teams for the AFC in the wow. playoffs before the season, which I'm pretty excited about. And then <laughs> that, would on be, the op- that would be cool. And then the opposite side, I'm actually six for seven right now. I just didn't have Dallas making the playoffs. Um, and I had the Panthers. Like that's the that's mm. the difference right now, which yeah. I'll gladly take that loss because Dallas is so much fun to watch. Um yeah, I actually is it weird that I actually kind of like think that they have the best shot at like making the Super Bowl? Like I no, just whether um, defense is playing and you just have faith in the offense, dude. Like I think the funny thing is, last April we all said that the Cowboys panicked and picked Micah Parsons yeah. because Sertain got picked and the corners were all gone, and now that's looking like the smartest thing they've ever done because he is an absolute maniac for sure. And for the record, both can be still true. They could still right. have panicked. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Both. Can still totally be true, but it's just funny. You know, you fast forward six months and it's like, actually, you know, that, that's pretty good pick. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, yeah, exactly. Now, <laughs> folks, we're on the last pick of the game. And after, what are we at? Six, seven, eight, however many episodes, we finally have one where Treese and I are on opposite ends of the spectrum. 
and it is the Colts and the New England Patriots. Uh, Therese, I'm going to let you go first and explain why the Patriots are going to cover, and then I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. So, New England, two-and-a-half-point dogs on the road against the Colts. New England knows how to cause turnovers on quarterbacks. Wonder what Carson Wentz does? He does that without a defense even forcing them to do that. He just decides, fuck it. I'm going to just throw it left-handed this time, or I'm going to just throw it over my head, like, backwards. I don't care. Like, New England's defense is the best in the NFL right now. I think they are going to cause so many turnovers, and they are going to go, here's what we do. They have J.C. Jackson, who is arguably the best cornerback in the NFL that nobody talks about. They're going to say, you guard this dude that goes to Bible study with their with the quarterback. His name, you know, Michael Pittman. Just guard him. Number 11. Stay on him. And then they're going to be like, okay, now all we have to do is watch 28. J.T., you know, J.T. 23 is named technically 28 now. But, yes, Jonathan Taylor, slow him down. This offense can't do anything if we just do those two things. Um, and we are going to cause a lot of disruption and a lot of turnovers. And then offensively, I just like the way the offense is running right now for New England. They got two-headed monster at running back, even three-headed sometimes when they add Bolden in there. Uh, Mac Jones is playing just well enough. I mean, he's playing good. I'm not going to say he's playing fantastic, but I'm not going to say that he's playing bad. Like he's playing, doing exactly what they need to. They are getting very creative with their tight ends and with all their receivers of just getting them open. Um, And I just don't see the way the Colts are going to be able to slow them down. So that is exactly why new England is going to cover the two and a half um, and win this game. Well, let me tell you a thing about the Colts folks. Frank Reich in his career is undefeated against the spread coming off a bye. Furthermore, New England's defense is known for doing one thing. They take away what you do best, right? Great. What the Colts do best is run the ball. That's no secret. They are phenomenal running the ball. Jonathan Taylor is a legitimate MVP candidate that I knew he always could be. So great. You want to load the box? That leaves Michael Pittman one-on-one on the outside. I like those odds. I do. I think Michael Pittman is that wide receiver one that hasn't quite busted the ceiling we're all waiting for. He's two weeks ago. He had a couple drops that are pretty bad. Uh, then the bye week refocused. Here we go. The Colts are relatively healthy for the first time, probably all season. And they're hot. They're in, they actually jumped out to into the playoff picture by not playing a game last week. So like them coming off the bye, Damian Harris was limited in practice today, which I think is a huge deal. I'll have to watch that throughout the week. But overall, I think the Colts are going to be able to do enough on defense to slow down, not stop, but slow down the Patriots and Mac Jones. And offensively, I think it's going to be a picker poison. They haven't had to pivot to a Pittman game with Wentz yet, but I think they totally can uh, if by some chance – Bill does find a way to stop the run game that nobody's been able to stop so far this year. Those two are and all a half. Ba- those are all two ba- and a half. very valid. Books. I wish this was a pick. I do like, like it sucks. It sucks. It's kind of like when Bama was playing Georgia, right? It sucks to look at a, a sheet and see a team like Alabama, New England, that's been you know so consistently good for so long and see them as a dog. It just looks wrong, yes. but like I think the Colts are really hot right now and it's in Indy that matters. It does. We got that nice temperature controlled dome. It's going to be okay. Yeah. I just, uh, what, what I need to hear come out is that like Pat McAfee is going to be doing the, the opening ceremonies for the game. 
because then I know I'm right. Then you know you're right. Yeah, I totally agree with that. If that happens, like I'm, I'm changing my picking. Pull the back for sure. Yep. Um, I mean, you you bring up all valid points. You're still wrong. I mean, but that doesn't mean your your valid points are not. So, I mean, we'll, we will see. It, it's going to be fun. Like it's now. Now I'm going to be having such close eyes on this game just because of our bet. So right. it's going right. to be. It's going to be. It's going to be fantastic. So, all right. Time to make some parlays here. So um, let's start off with our original one. Um, let's just kind of dive into it to see what we feel most yeah, confident um, with. I think we got to do Louisiana Lafayette uh, by yes. five against Marshall. That's a that's a twin bet we have. Yep. Um, we didn't do much for. Uh, how do you feel about the coastal game? I like the coastal game. Okay. So I had that on the list of games that I. I had not chose. Um, so um, I love the over 50 on UTSA San Diego State. Yep, yep, yep. Do that one. Okay. Oh, I guess that, that'll go on our over one, actually. I was, yeah, I was, well, I mean, I, hey, if you want to put that on both, I, I don't hate it because I think that's a, that'd be one I'd throw in the lock category. Yeah, I kind of like it as well. Um, I'm just trying to go through everything else of what else I feel super comfortable with. Um, I'm kind of switching over here because now I'm going over to our overs. So I, cause I love okay. that over 41 and a half of that Tennessee <laughs> Steelers game from yeah. your side. I actually um, really like the, uh, so we got UTSA in there. I, I really like, okay. Yeah. But UTSA. Yep. I was going to say the, the Fresno state UTEP one feels like a, yep. feels like a heater. Yep. I just got that one on there as well. Um, um, for me, I tell you what, if we want to get an NFL in there, do you feel better about the Jags and Texans or the Cowboys giants? Because I feel like both of those are really fun lines to follow and I can go either way. I mean, I have so much more faith in the 44 and a half of, you know, but I mean, it's just, we've gone over this, like anything over under 40 is just insane. Like you just got to assume NFL games are going to be able to score. Especially, you know, when you're looking at two teams, like the Texans are what they are, but you know, the the Jaguars have such a great leadership model in place. I don't know if you know this, but urban Meyer actually wrote a book about leadership. Uh, You can buy on eBay right now. There's a deal. If you buy two, you get a third one for free because nothing is better than three freaking books by urban Meyer about leadership. Uh, (laughs) Where do you want to go here? Um, let's go the over on the Jags game. Now I have right. to watch it. I, I tweeted at you earlier that like 15 years, I haven't missed a Jags yep. game, including on my honeymoon on family vacations. Like I find bars and watch them. Right. Um, I, I really considered finally just saying, screw it. I'm going to miss it this weekend, but now I have to watch it. Cause now we have an just, over on uh, it. So just, just when you think you're out, yep, pull just you right back in. Yep. Exactly. Okay. I tell so you, for those. Uh, on the Sorry, odds, uh, on the regular odds parlay, I know we're jumping around quite a bit, but uh, we are. You, you'll run through them when we're done. Uh, yep. I really like the Falcons at, as a dog at nine and a half. Okay. I really do. I, I, I I'm really with you. do. I'm with you. I like it. Um, okay. God, I really wish that Miami one was seven and a half. Um, yep. I yep. also really like the Browns, though. Browns at minus three. I, I could take that all day. All right. Yeah, let's throw them in. But they have a lot of guys on COVID today. That makes me a little worried. No, Odell's with the Rams now. I don't know. I mean, they, saw, like, they, they had like nine guys, Landry, Teller, and a couple yeah. other pretty big names that I uh, yeah, don't we'll, on the list. You're right. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. UTSA oh. minus two and a half. Okay. For sure. For okay. sure. Want that one. So, okay. So we can add that one in there. Okay. So we have four each now. So we need one more. Um, we might as well just put, I don't know, let's just say New England plus two and a half in it. On I, this you one. know, I, uh, <laughs> I think there's better bets out there. I, I like do. What, like, I just like India. Minus I, like two. maybe Colts negative two and a half, man. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, okay. Like so said, I really wish Miami was seven and a half, but an eight and a half, that really doesn't scare me. Cause I could see that being a 21, 10 game uh, yeah. quite easily. Uh, so I, I like, I like eight and a half there. I, I don't, I don't, I don't got the over under for the Miami game with me, but that is something I would definitely stay the hell away from. Yeah, totally. So I would say I'm good with, or I like I'll, Cincy and Broncos. I like, let's, let's do a, I'm okay. If we want to put Cincy as a dog in there. You want to put Cincy as a dog there? Yeah. I feel, yeah. Like, I feel like the reason why we've been four and one of these, we, we got to sneak in a, got to sneak in a dog or two on some of these. Yeah. Okay. So now we need one more over. What overs have we not taken so far? I mean, uh, we've taken both. You have, you only had two. Um, so, I mean, we're at either. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You only right. had two because you had an under. So we're either. We're how about, how about App State, Western Kentucky? Uh, between App State and Toledo, which one do you feel better about? That's I, not I, nice Earlier in the episode. One's episode. a really high fun over under the other one's yeah. about where they should be. I said the other one was the most – the App State one was the most risky just because of App State's defense, just being an unknown. Um, I don't know, dude. I For me, like 50 and a half always seems nice because it's much easier to get to than 67 and a right. half. But well, where's – I mean let's, – Let's do some research. Let's do some research. Let's uh, do some research. Great, here. great podcasting. So let's just Fantastic. take a look at the old uh, – the Western Kentucky game. The, the boat – okay, that game's in Florida. It is in Florida. Okay. That's going to be, it should be beautiful. Yeah. It's supposed to be like 80 degrees this weekend in Florida. (laughs) So, um, so there is that. And then the Toledo game is in the Bahamas. Oh no, no, no. It's supposed to rain. Look at us. Oh man, this is a bad time to get spotty internet. No. God damn it. That's here. This is pissing (laughs) me off. Why is technology so bad? It, it can be at times for sure. Okay. Daily Saturday, 82 and beautiful. It, yeah. Yeah. I roll that Western Kentucky. They throw the ball everywhere. Yeah. All right. We're you know they're only averaging 93 rushing yards a game. I love that's that. A, that's that's hilarious. That is two top 24 offenses. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Don't even need 68 or you only need 68. I mean, okay. Yeah. All right. So here we go. Here we go. Normal parlay. Louisiana Lafayette minus five versus Marshall coastal Carolina minus 10 and a half versus NIU Falcons plus nine and a half at the Niners UTSA minus two and a half versus San Diego state Cincinnati Bengals plus two at the Broncos. That is our five game main parlay. The all overs parlay over 50 on the UTSA San Diego state game over 41 and a half with the Titans at the Steelers. We have over 51 and a half in Fresno State UTEP. We have over 39 in the Jaguars Texans game. And then we have the over 67 and a half App State Western Kentucky. And yes, I literally just said an over 39 and then went to an over 67 and a half. You did uh, hear that correctly. I don't know if I told you this, but I had to start Trevor Lawrence in fantasy last weekend. Oh, yikes. 
and I still won. That's amazing. And he scored exactly one points. I, I was going to say, like, it was so bad. He threw four picks. Uh, and not, and honestly, I don't even care. Like, he was just trying to throw <laughs> shit up. Like, at the end of the game, it was just like, yeah, let's just it, see if this works. Yeah, to hell with it. Why not? Uh, yeah. But I will say, if uh, if our if our our squad at uh, UTSA, if they get this bowl win, I'm probably going to immediately impulse buy a bunch of gear uh, from them. We need, we need to. Um what what is it? Last stand hats and yes, I was gonna free, say no free, free ads, no free, free ads. Uh, yeah, no free last stand ads, hats. So we're gonna have to tell you what I, they know me because I've ordered a lot of their product. So uh, if they win, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to little, do a little little sponsorship operation with them. Let's so, do it. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. So, all right, that does it. God, it was it was nice to be back. It was. It nice. was. I missed this. So, so. All right. All right. Well, so best we'll, luck to everybody. Yep. Go cool. We'll be back next week. And uh, I don't know what the New England thing is. Uh, just go, Patriots, do what you do and win games. So, and that does it for us tonight. And tonight we've been talking football.